Hello and welcome to With Relish here on the Headstuff Podcast Network. I'm Eva Allen. And I'm Harry Colley. We are a fortnightly food podcast looking at Ireland's culinary industry and identity with a focus on the individuals that make it up. You can listen to the show on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn or wherever you get your podcasts. But please make sure to hit subscribe and write us a review. On today's episode, we are focusing on new year, new me, healthy lifestyle now and forever and always. (laughs) (laughs) I can say this because I went for a run yesterday. In the dunes. In the dunes. I went for a run in the dunes because new year, new me. Yeah, Um, we were just laughing about how Harry's like adaptable to many many things uh, a mutual friend of ours said to me recently that you know like Harry hadn't run in a couple of years and they went for a run together and he just took off like a rocket and looked like he was able to run a marathon so good for you thank you it's on your side yes yeah, um, yeah sounded very wholesome and healthy so, so yes. who are we going to talk to about health on this episode we are talking to fantastic people we're talking to Indie Power who is a blogger and mm. online sensation she has a website and a group I suppose what you call it called Little Green Spoon yeah, and it's very much about healthy food healthy eating and doing it deliciously fabulous yeah. sounds good to me and then we also speak to Lorna Marnie Brodeck who is um, super interesting we did a workshop with her yeah. she is a herbalist um, and um, we talked to her about natural remedies and just having a more holistic look at your life yeah. and what you can be doing with food in order to feel better yep I know I found her the discussion with her to be kind of fascinating um, she's very much about using your common sense something that totally. humans have kind of moved away from a little bit yeah. when it comes to health that we're quite distant from remedies that probably got us to the state of evolution that we are in now you know kind of looking after your own health and listening to your own body mm. and just knowing what's good for you and knowing how you respond to different things I think we have a bit of a mental block about that totally so she's got loads of really cool insights yeah. to share with us and I think I'm a off. raised sceptic as well and yeah. like I know that always I have to think when I'm kind of doing anything new I kind of think about well what would my dad say because he's really? like because he's the okay. real sceptic and like if yeah. I'm kind of ant- if I'm doing something new like I've started doing um, acupuncture recently do you know and I have yeah. to be like okay well what how would I explain that to my dad which okay. is ridiculous because because you are your own person. Because I'm my own person, I can do yeah. what I want. But still, when I, I approach things, that. I have that thing in my head. Like, yeah. well, what, what about my dad, who is just like the biggest cynic? How would I kind of sell that argument yeah. to him? Um, and we got to talking about um, Dominique Kemp's book mm. yesterday, The um, Ketogenic Kitchen. Yeah. We had her on the show a good few weeks ago now. But talking about that very holistic approach to things. And one of the nice things that talking with Lauren about was talking about, you know, you need your rest, you need your stuff. It's not like just having this little bit of ginseng is going to fix you. Yeah. It's a smaller piece of a greater... Yeah. And picture. that's, I suppose, what was interesting about her in that she's not, I suppose, there can often be a sort of a um, mystical element or a mystical quality to people who practice totally. alternative remedies. And she doesn't seem to have that. She just seems to be really, really sensible. Really frank. And yeah. no loads of science. Yeah. You know, so <laughs> yeah. I think she appealed to both of us because we're yeah. both quite cynical. But yeah, health is a really weird one. Like, we know what's good for us, right? Like, No, I mean, I smoke. Well, I was going to say, we know intellectually what's good for us. Oh, yeah, okay. But then your instincts and your emotions Mm. play a part in it as well. And sometimes you just don't feel like being healthy. And sometimes you know that you should be asleep before midnight. But in fact, you're still awake at two in the morning. Yeah. Or, you know, sometimes, you know, that the last thing you need is to go out and drink a load of pints of Guinness. But you do it anyway, because we're much more complex than just health machines where you pour in spirulina. (laughs) 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 You know what I mean? You know, like we could all live till we're 80 nine I'm sure if we took really good care of our health but yeah. sometimes it's boring sometimes, sometimes it's not fun exactly and, and it's a constant I'm always striving to kind of find that balance between having fun living a life eating delicious fatty things yeah. smoking an odd cigarette yeah. drinking an odd pint yeah. just you know living the life that can be quite pleasurable and chilled yeah. and then also kind of respecting this one body 
that I've been given. Exactly. You know, it's, there, it it's is, weird. It is striking that balance because yeah. I would have said that maybe I'm a bit of a hedonist and mm. that I just kind of like just enjoy indulging just loads. Letting rip. Letting rip all the ah, time. Yeah. But that's actually not the case anymore. Do you know that yeah. I do? And it's because, I, I don't know, I suppose it's just about getting older. Is yeah. that you feel when you push yourself too far, like I feel it oh, now. You feel not it in a way that I'd so bounce back before. Yeah, yeah. And so now now I'm getting to a stage where I'm like, oh, maybe I maybe I need to drink a bone broth that's been infused with this, this and this because yeah. that will make me feel. And it start, you start to kind of, I don't know, listen to your body a bit more. And this yeah. being a bit kinder. Yeah, being a bit kinder to yourself. Yeah. yeah. But I never want to be at that place where... I refuse all enjoyable things. No. Because I'm worried about the impact on my health. We like, wouldn't be friends boring. anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah. And also, it, you know, when it comes down to it, if it's kind of, maybe I'll pop my clogs at 75, maybe it'll be 78. Yeah. But, you know, if it's the difference of a few years for having a bit of crack, yeah. I'll probably take the early I'll take age. that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Famous last words. You know. <laughs> I can <laughs> I know, talk to you in my death. You know, you'd talk to me in June and I'll just be like in a heap somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like, also like how I'm kicking off the end of the year by talking about death. <laughs> <laughs> We're all going to the same place, people. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, on that cheerful note, yeah. let's have an L chat with Indy Power and hear what she has to say about health. So our next guest has established herself as one of the country's best health food writers in recent times. To speak to us about healthy eating in the home, we're delighted to be joined in the studio by Indy Power, author of The Little Green Spoon. Thanks so much for joining us today, Thank Indy. you so much for having me. We're delighted to have you here on the day that is known as Blue Monday. It's when we're recording and it'll go out in a couple of weeks. Like so the new order song, Blue Monday? Uh, well, <laughs> it's like the day when everybody's a bit miserable, isn't it? Okay. And like the January blues have really kicked in. Everyone's waiting to get paid. That song is only just Christmas making sense to me now. is a really... <laughs> 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 Christmas is a distant memory like that buzz is over but people are probably still a bit sluggish after being indoors yeah. eating quality street for a whole month so yeah I think now's a good time to have a little chat about what we can do to feel a little bit healthier in this miserable yeah. time of year isn't yeah it? I think today's really important because I think a lot of people would forget like you like you know Blue Monday isn't a real thing yeah. Yeah. but it's like plastered over every radio station mm-hmm. over everything that you're like oh, maybe I do feel a bit down today. Maybe I am going to not go to the gym anymore, you know. And you kind of hop on that bandwagon in the opposite way of the January 1st kind of thing. Yeah. So it's nice to talk about this stuff and get another kind of lease of motivation. Yeah, definitely. So what are your tips for kind of motivating yourself in the grimmest part of the year Mm. when... Maybe yeah. everybody's carrying a little bit of extra weight yeah. and feeling a bit rubbish. Yeah, well, I think a big part of it as well is not to overthink it. Like, yeah. you know, people write so many lists and, like, give yeah. themselves all these goals and stuff. And it is really great to be motivated. It's really great to, like, know what you want. But at the same time, like, you don't want to overburden yourself and make it overcomplicated. It should be things that can fit in and easily yeah. kind of, you know, you can easily add them into your everyday routine. And that way you won't lose them as well. Yeah. You know, like, if you're like, I'm going to go to gym six days a week. Yeah. Suddenly. No, yeah. you're not going to do it. No one can do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no. But it's also about doing stuff that you like doing, isn't it? I exactly, mean, you know, yeah. taking on something that if you go, like if you hate running, you've hated it all your life. Mm-hmm. Or if you detest spinach or something, like trying to ram that into your life is just Yeah, like silly. I always say with resolutions, like I try and not think of any of, the, of things that I'm cutting out and only make it about stuff that I'm going to try and do or yeah. add yeah. in. Okay. Way positive. more positive way to look yeah, at it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I suppose if you're into cooking and if you're into food, then one of the really nice things to do is to be introducing foods that you like that yeah, are healthy yeah, exactly. you know, that's, that's exactly. I think that's key as well yeah. seeking like, them out I don't know if I'm like a particularly healthy eater mm-hmm. you know, actually no I know that I'm not uh I'm and sure you're eating very good food all I'm the time. I mean, good yeah, food. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Well, not all the time, but a yeah. lot of the time. Oh, I yeah. <laughs> a lot yeah. of the time I eat good food, but like, you know, for me, that is like really good quality white bread. You yeah. Know? Like yeah, I, yeah. I have a lot of that stuff going Top on. Top-notch bagels. Top-notch <laughs> <laughs> oh, A lot of bagels. Yeah. <laughs> 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 but, 
but I suppose in this kind of new year, new me type thing, right? We want to be cooking for ourselves mm-hmm. and feeling a bit better. And I wonder, like, what's your go-to recipe when you're trying to, like, maybe if you fall off the wagon, you're like, come on, all right, this is the dish that's going to sell it to me. Yeah. This is the thing that I love. So I always try and go with really, really comforting stuff. Like, you know, I hate all that deprivation crap. Thank you. our team. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I love kind of one-pot things as well, yeah. especially mm-hmm. if you're cooking at home. You want it to be quick if you come in from work. Like, you don't want to be spending hours, you don't want to be cleaning up. So I do loads of one-pot things like stews and curries. I always make extra. That's like my yeah. biggest tip, I think. You know, whether it goes straight in the freezer, great. Could be just your lunch for tomorrow, your yeah. lunch for yeah. in a few days' time, whatever. But just making kind of batches of things so that, you know, you have this 20 minutes now, use it, and then you don't need any time tomorrow. You know, you yeah. can reheat it. And it's so much nicer. Like, coming in from a long day at work and you reheat this, like, amazing curry that you made yesterday from scratch. You're going to feel amazing. You're going to feel, like, nourished and comforted. But you know you're still, it's only really good stuff and you yeah. know exactly what went into it. Yeah, what what grain would you usually put with the curry? Um, I usually use quinoa just because I love it. Okay. Um, okay. So I cook it in stock, which makes, like, a huge difference. Yeah. Loads of people do it in it water. It can be bland. Just, yeah. Yes. It can actually be totally. really not nice. It needs yeah. a bit of a party. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To go with it. So I just make sure to do it in stock, make it nice and fluffy and stuff. And again, with that, I make a big batch sometimes at the beginning of the week, leave it in the fridge, add salads, whatever. It lives for but a while, doesn't it? Yeah, it's a good one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. When it's it goes cooked. and goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I didn't Compared know to something I, annoying well, if you, like, if you like give rice. it a little drizzle of water or something yeah. and then reheat it, yeah. it just kind of livens it up again. Freshens it up yeah. again. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So if you wanted to kind of do a bit of an injection of health into a curry or a stew that you were making mm-hmm. this, are there any ingredients that you recommend people kind of have in um, their cupboard? As yeah, well, kind of I always... Supplements almost. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I always say to have a really good spice rack. Like, you yeah. can't have boring food if you do. Yeah. yeah. Um, and as many fresh herbs and stuff. But yeah, so for like curries, add in loads of stuff like turmeric and, you know, use some fresh ginger, garlic, all that stuff that's got loads of antibacterial stuff, especially this time of year. Yeah. Um, you know, you're going to be adding loads of colour. Colour is always a good thing. That's what I always just say. You know, the, like the, the rainbow thing is actually true. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, each colour is a different nutrient, so fill your plate with loads of different ones. Um, but yeah, a good spice rack is literally everything. And I have little labels on mine, you know, you can like find them all quickly and you just mm. add a dot to that. Oh, my rack is in it's bits. Yeah. It's it so may, annoying. It's, it's yeah. so annoying, you know, when they're spilling the whole time oh, and yeah. stuff. It's yeah. so annoying. The one yeah. in work is fab. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's just divine. like these yeah. massive containers with writing all over them. And I think yeah. about that one every time I'm cooking and like when I'm at home, I'm like, where are the goddamn jealous seeds? I'm <laughs> yeah. constantly looking for them, but yeah, I know yeah. exactly where yeah. they are in work. Yeah, <laughs> I've got one that you display like beside your oven and it's got all the labels and everything. Oh, That's so much, yeah. so much better. You know, yeah. when you're reaching up, I just fill them the whole Mine time. Mine is yeah. the opposite to work. It's just, oh, I've really? got I've got one side of a big cupboard yeah. um, beside the fridge and there's because I teach classes as well, like I've loads of really random stuff around yeah. in there yeah. and equipment and stuff and yeah, stuff just disappears for months. Yeah. Yeah. The other yeah. day Especially I, I discovered some um, like sesame seeds that I was sure were long, long gone. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Tasted <laughs> dusty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna follow those ones in the yeah. What are the components of your business at the moment? What, what, yeah, so, what are you doing these days? Um, exactly? So I have uh, my book came out last September. Um, so that's still going and then I've got a column in the Independent every okay. Saturday and then I have my website so I it's just me like so I do kind Is of the oh the, my god yeah, yeah. Um, and my dream is to open a place so, okay um, yeah what's so the plan dream. what do you have in mind yeah. uh, so I kind of want to do like kind of cafe deli but also a bit of retail like I'd love to sell kind of the ingredients I use most mm. just kind of again make it easy for people yeah. to have it all in one place where in Dublin do you or in Ireland anyway where do you mm-hmm. like to eat where do you think is good for getting healthy food so well it depends what I'm in the mood for but my mum is Japanese so one of my favourite restaurants is Taste you know above Rustic mm. um, for kind of oh yeah 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 yeah. so that would be for my kind of blowout birthdays and yeah. that kind of thing it's not really an everyday yeah, okay. <laughs> budget wise <laughs> um, kind of place but then like I'm trying to think I love the Vumbly I'm not 
just saying that like yeah. I always go there I love I like that I can bring my dog so. yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly it helps uh, yeah. yeah it does help it's a, such a nice vibe in there so it's that kind of place I love really casual places uh, that's just kind of farm to table like just good yeah. ingredients yes. like rather than really a set kind of cuisine great um, okay. like you know in London we were talking about like I just love really simple like all Lange kind of thing you know yeah. fill up your yeah. thing and take it on the go like I just love really casual mm-hmm. good yeah. food loads of different flavours and a mishmash like I love loads of stuff in my place would you, would you like your place to be something like that um, that or would it be yeah it would yeah. be those that kind of thing but I think I just have loads of random all the good yeah, stuff loads yeah. of random stuff like it wouldn't be one set cuisine at all yeah. it would just be kind of what I like at the yeah, moment absolutely. Like, well that's yeah. the thing to do I think that's why it's nice to kind of like I don't know if you're into a certain thing or if somebody's like particularly into Little Green Spoon and they like yeah. what you're about they're like yeah I'm going to go and see this place and see what else yeah. yeah I don't I mean like it's a really nice approach to think about food as you know being something where you can just take something from all over the world yeah. and lash it all onto your plate because yeah. so many things repeat even though cuisine seems to be very distinct you know yeah. a kimchi and a kraut are very similar things you know yeah, exactly, and have yeah. a very similar flavour profile just with kind of nods to mm-hmm. where they're from so yeah I love that kind of eating as well yeah. Yeah. and just eating seasonally and stuff as well and yeah. that's that's another reason why it's nice to like grab one thing you know a recipe from one book from another mm. because like you might have seen that months ago when that thing wasn't in season you want to go back and make it whatever. Yeah. I don't care if they don't really match it's yeah. yes. like it doesn't and being innovative about kind of subbing things in as yeah, well I think exactly, is a really yeah. nice idea yeah, that's something yeah. that people I think when they're starting out find so hard like you know I get emails being like could I swap yeah. raspberries for blueberries and I'm like of like, course oh, you yeah, can yeah, you know God, like, yeah. do, do, Once, like whatever yeah. you want whatever you have in the yeah. cupboard like yeah. it's what, if you're going to prefer that do that like yeah. you know totally just experiment a bit and get creative so. when I teach my class I teach a few different cooking classes now and when I do what I always say the first thing is like don't be beholden to a recipe yeah. recipes mm. are guides it's not a blueprint mm-hmm. you can do whatever you want yeah. like like use your noggin yeah, don't yeah, be yeah. ridiculous but like if something looks a little bit like something else yeah. or you have a feeling or an instinct that it's going to taste Good in there, yeah. to slash it in. Like, Talking yeah. to pals of mine who are who are like good cooks, but not confident cooks. Do you know what uh. I mean? They often get, I think, thrown when reading a recipe is that mm-hmm. should it look like this now? Yeah, and that's yeah. they get to that stage where like, what at what stage should I be doing this? And I think that yeah. that's where the confusion and the doubt comes in for a lot of people. And 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 yeah. and if you follow a recipe, then it kind of that's this is and I never follow recipes, mm. but if you follow a recipe, then you're kind of rigid to an expectation of how it should be. And there's yeah. a photo yeah. at the end which you kind of expect it to look stylist, like, and you're yeah. like, oh, and you're yeah, like, yeah. oh, that wasn't. He even spent made. hours putting work. that leaf there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it broke. is true because like I don't when I'm cooking myself like I'm not measuring anything I'm not yeah. so it's actually hard for me then when I go and I'm like I have to put this down on paper like mm. what did I use what yeah. should I like yeah. you shouldn't be like, cooking you know yeah. measuring out every second like an indie sized handful yeah, exactly. of lentils <laughs> yeah, exactly. is what yeah. I put in there yeah. four <laughs> grams exactly, you know yeah. but and taste it as well like yes. I think people yeah. are like you know taste it as you go like, yeah. it like yeah. onions every onion tastes a little bit different yeah. some are really strong yeah. some are not yeah. garlic tastes different yeah. all the mm. spices exactly, can lose yeah. potency over time so yeah. yeah that's always a top tip though totally. people yeah. to just keep yeah. sticking yeah. it in your mouth and people are really reluctant about doing that sometimes they're a bit nervous you know like but I don't know when it's right I'm like well it's delicious or is it bland you know yeah. Let us know yourselves. Move from there. Um, and so, I think when it comes to a lot of health foods as well, mm-hmm. and looking at um, food that is kind of specifically geared towards fitness and well-being, mm-hmm. with, there's a lot of unfamiliar things there. There's a lot of like spirulina mm-hmm. and uh, give me another one. Lentil pasta. <laughs> Lentil yeah. pasta is one I'd never heard about. Yeah. Yeah. And then yeah. coconut yogurt is kind of stuff that seems like super. Niche, niche, yeah, right. Uh, and yeah. I wonder if you had tips on number one, where to be getting all of this mm-hmm. stuff, and then I want to know what lentil pasta is. Yeah, okay, So that has actually weirdly has like become suddenly like from not existing to like mainstream. Like I get it in Duns, oh. um, nice. the chickpea pasta. So it's like the only ingredient is chickpea and water. There's a, like a lentil one that's just lentil and water. Okay. So I don't know how they're forming it. Yeah. In there, yeah. but uh, 
but yeah, it's delicious and it's like I get the fusely one. Okay. So it's easy. It's just kind of more fiber, more protein and stuff yeah. than you know regular pasta would be. But um, the consistency is a tiny bit different. But yeah, it's, it's yeah. delicious. Yeah. So Duns. Okay. That's okay. Duns. Um, but Tactic. <laughs> that niche place. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Speciality store. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah. So like I don't use a lot of like those kind of powders and all that kind of thing like spirulina and all mm. those um whatever way you pronounce it. But um, yeah. So I don't use a lot of them, but I do use things like coconut yogurt and everything like that and it used to be you have to go to your health store that's the only place mm. that you get it but now again you can get it in Duns that yeah. one they're not paying me <laughs> 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 they have a really good new health section okay. Superbuy have a really good new health section yeah. as well um, Tesco have a good health section they all kind of like have really everyone's getting it. on board yeah, yeah. Which, is, which is amazing um so a lot of them now you can do one shop under one roof but there obviously is some ingredients where you have to go and like another thing is I ordered loads of stuff online um, so like my favorite ingredient ever is vanilla powder. Okay. Um, like you know just ground vanilla beans. Okay. So it's way stronger. Okay. Um, oh. And just makes things taste really sweet without adding loads of sweetener. Okay. So new and natural. Do you know that Irish brand? Um, no. Don't. They're they're yeah, a really good I'm Irish kind of health food product brand. They've loads okay. of different stuff. But they used to have a gorgeous one which I can't find anywhere anymore. So now I just order on Amazon like a tiny thing. Mm. It's like eight euro lasts like a year. Okay. Um. So like that's the thing. It's kind of a mixture. Like some of it's in your supermarket, some of it's whatever. But most of my recipes, especially the savoury ones, you can get everything in the supermarket. Okay. They're not that niche. It's they're more so kind of for baking yeah. that there's like yeah. a few little things. Yeah. But again, once you have your pantry stocked, like they last forever. So yeah. yeah. I'm glad to hear you say that as well. I yeah. mean, even though it's not I don't know, my, not my place, whatever. But I just I get put off by all of the powders and like there's the ho- whole part of like healthy eating, yeah. Which is like which is manufactured, lab formed stuff. Mm-hmm. And they're like, no, no, no. But it's it's all you need in a powder, yeah. and that's yeah. really unattractive. Yeah. And like, wouldn't you way prefer to eat all that? Like, yeah. At yeah. odds with how I yeah. how I like to eat, and if I want yeah. to be healthy, and they're like, no, just put like all of this protein powder in that pancake. Yeah. I'm like. <laughs> yeah. I wish you could see Harry's face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, but that like I try and kind of steer clear from all that yeah. stuff. It's yeah. just like you know, if you want to add in uh, like a tablespoon of that green powder, great. I'm sure there is. Sure, you do you. It. Yeah, but it, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, if someone gave you that, whatever. But like, but it's never like a core ingredient or yes. anything in any yeah. of my stuff. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. But vanilla powder, you should vanilla really powder. Yeah, really yeah. that's so good. That sounds okay. Okay. It's so, that's so I'm gonna yes. get online and start having a look at some yeah, stuff. Yeah, I, I mean, I did buy. Online. Yeah, I started like the first thing. I remember the first food stuff that I bought on Amazon was some koji, mm-hmm. which you at the time you couldn't get in Ireland. You mm. can sometimes get it in the Asia market now, but it's a uh, rice. But it's not a rice. It's the mold that grows mm-hmm. on a rice, yeah. a specific kind of rice. Culture. A cultured, mm-hmm. yeah, cultured rice exactly. And then you introduce that into other things, and that turns it into something else. So that's kind of how you make amazaki, which is like a. Another Definitely can't get that in Duns. No, <laughs> can't get Amazaki in Duns. But yeah. actually, Amazaki is a good one because it's this incredibly sweet, delicious, like rice porridge, but there's no sugar in it at all. So that's what the koji does. Koji is a product where that you add it to some rice and you kind of uh, hold it at a certain temperature overnight. And what happens is that the koji converts all of the natural starches in the sugar into sweetness, into... Rico. Yeah, super Rico, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It turns it into Rico, I think. <laughs> <laughs> but it just things become natural. Actually, sweet and actually, I didn't even think about it at the time, but I was making health food. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So you are healthy, Harry. Yeah, okay. You mentioned as well the Asian market. Like I love, yes. I go into the one in Jury Street all the time. Yeah. yeah. Like get everything. I treat it like a museum. Yeah, I just so walk in and go, what's that? What's yeah. that? Yeah. What's that? I know, and they changed everything yeah, the whole fabulous. time. But mm. like my yeah. husband's office used to be like right opposite it, and literally every day you get like this long list, and I'd be asking him to like Facetime me and show me the shelves oh, and stuff. Wow. Like, and I'd be like, that one. Ooh, that looks cool. Like, there's so much cool stuff in there. I love it. So, there is. Yeah. yeah. 
So, Indy, we have to ask this because of who you are and what you do. Do you have any guilty pleasures? And I'm talking about real guilty pleasures. I'm not talking about like a square of dark chocolate. <laughs> <once> a <week. laughs> Some chocolate covered um, goji bits. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I'm not trying to be annoying, but oh, I am. <laughs> uh, but like loads of the stuff that I craved at the beginning when I started yeah. being this way, I just don't really crave anymore. Sure. Um, like my thing used to be chicken wings. I don't even eat chicken anymore. So okay. Okay. you know that was like when I was in college and stuff. Like I see, I, I don't really think they're guilty. Like I love red wine. I love chocolate. Yeah, thing, yeah, yeah, I yeah, just sure. they're not bad. So no. like, yeah. um, so like no, I don't really. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well done. <laughs> That's okay. Yeah. Too. Asking. It is worth yeah. asking. Yeah, I definitely did at the beginning. Like the more that you eat the same well. in the West like your palate yeah. does change like with totally the does, yeah. sweetness stuff yes. you know I find something so sweet and someone will be like that's not sweet uh, yeah. at all I yeah. ate a piece of Toblerone over Christmas yeah. and I nearly threw up yeah. and it, it's like it actually tasted stuff. like salt yeah. rather than sugar it was yeah. bizarre it I tasted just like so fake. like yeah. pretend, pretend yeah. sweetness I mean I used oh. to I used to say sugar in my tea when I was a teenager and then yeah. when I accidentally have some of somebody else's tea I'm like Oh not lovely God, yeah it's yeah. disgusting so I suppose yeah, yeah your palate does yeah. change these things it's like yeah. with the chocolate as well like if you only eat milk chocolate dark chocolate is like dusty and gross but yeah. like if you gradually 70, 80 yeah. whatever then you'll I think I can't eat milk chocolate nice. anymore yeah. unless it's on Maltesers I still have a soft <laughs> spot on Maltesers really? yeah oh no I love like Cadbury's whole nut and even Cadbury's mint crisp a mint crisp nobody oh, else yeah, likes my sister yeah. loves yeah. Right. <laughs> I like an after but that's not even my guilty pleasure I've said my guilty pleasure on this show once before and I'll say it again it's disgusting. So you put uh, <laughs> <laughs> so you put a hot dog like not even on a plate into the microwave, and you you um, why no plate like just just because just the to make pla- it worse because okay. okay. the plate will get really hot. <laughs> okay. It's like and, I need them to clean it. Exactly, <laughs> this is a real like well yeah. So you put it on the plate, and then you. I mi- think you're in a bathrobe when you're doing this. <laughs> I am, yeah. Um, and you just microwave it until it splits open, <laughs> and then you roll it up in a piece of Brennan's white bread with some um, ketchup. Mm. and it's disgusting but I remember when I was a kid that was what I thought was <laughs> cooking you know I was like I'm cooking that's what ignited your love of <laughs> yeah, cooking that's, that's my guilty pleasure I'm yeah. not well, I am proud of it but uh, <laughs> my guilty pleasure is still McDonald's cheeseburgers it happens like three times a year yeah. but yeah. it still happens and I don't know what it is there's a sort of a something happens to me really I mean so rarely, so yeah. seldom. That you just need. But I just go, yeah. I want yeah. one. But that's it's the thing, like, then let yourself, if you have that, floor, it, you know, yeah. you have to live. You have yeah. to yeah. enjoy yeah. it. Like, exactly. if you really like, want something. I've said it twice yeah. on here, I'm not ashamed. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, it's yeah. true. Yeah. It's yeah. Like, she's going to have it tonight. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's yeah. normally when I, like, if I've worked two catering jobs in a week, it's one of those rare times when my energy is so low that I can barely walk. Yeah. yeah. If I've done way too much over a couple of weeks, the only remedy seems to be a McDonald's. But then I There's some childhood associational mega treats as well where I'm like, I'm allowed to have this because I've been so good. Yeah. But I don't know. It's interesting to say what Indy's getting at as well as that. While well, yes, we are conditioned, we're not conditioned because mm. that sounds really like poetic or something. Okay. Or, like, <laughs> yeah, I was creepy. <laughs> <laughs> I say creepy is poetic. Yeah, it just sounds so poetic. so poetic. Yeah. Um, but that we can like not to be conditioned, but that's a habit that we have is to say like that's a reward. But if we're mm. at, we, we get ourselves to say like mm-hmm. Indy, where we're like, oh no, just like. But the <laughs> annoying thing is that a McDonald's cheeseburger still tastes like a reward when I have it because uh, the yeah. cheese is a little bit funky and the gherkin is proper yeah it is proper you know gherkin, so yeah. there's, they keep reeling yeah. me back in with these tiny little touches okay yeah <laughs> yeah. but it's, I'm okay with it I mean I eat McDonald's the way it's supposed to be yeah. you know like yeah. a couple of times a year but, <laughs> but like again like people just get so caught up in it like yeah. that you know they'd be like I can't believe she's a chef and she don't like yeah, it's yeah. like why oh chefs like, live on McDonald's yeah, yeah. but you know what I mean like, but it's like why do they just don't have to be such 
falls around it yes. and so rigid like there doesn't yeah. need to be rules is mm. the whole thing okay well Indy thank you so much for joining us thank today you. I hope that this episode kind of gives people a bit of pep in their step um, at the end of a cold and miserable totally and anybody month. who's um, hoping to like introduce some like nice healthy things into their diet have a look at Little Green Spoon you're on Instagram across all the social media yeah. platforms yep. your website's Loads fabulous looking thank you. And, like <laughs> and can I just say it's such a nice thing to make that resource available to people you know yeah. to yeah. Um, want to share good practical kind of healthy yeah but like it is it's, really it's, it's really so nice. rewarding as well like yeah. getting like tagged in a photo like it sounds cliche is literally like the best thing ever when yeah. you see someone like making that kind of thing and yeah it's it's yeah. so nice like I absolutely love it so I love doing it <laughs> great keep well, on doing what you're doing thank, thank you so much thank you in the future yeah hopefully thank you We feel like we've kind of grown up a little bit over the last month or so because for the first time since we started with Relish, uh, which is only about eight months, mm. we have a sponsor. We do have a sponsor. We want to say thanks a million to Just Eat for sponsoring a few episodes and hopefully many, many more. Hopefully many, <laughs> many more. And uh, if any of the lads from Just Eat are listening, I'd love some vouchers. Yeah, go on, hit us. That hit was us the first the thing that my friend said when, they, when I told them that Just Get Eat. Get free stuff. Yeah, exactly. Tasty, tasty vouchers. <laughs> so still waiting. But anyway. Yeah, my address is. Um, yeah, so thanks to Just Eat yeah. um, for, you know, it means that we can do fun things like take people out for a coddle lunch and have a chat about food culture and yeah, so exactly. So, he, so here's an ad from them. Mm. Magic is real. It's contained within an app. Put your feet up and watch Peking Duck appear with just a tap. Magic is pizza tacos. Savoy fish and chips. Shish kebab. And spicy crispy chicken strips. Download the Just Eat app and order food for delivery. So myself and Harry are joined in the studio this morning by Lorna Moni Brodek, who's going to speak to us about herbalism and using herbs, spices and kind of nourishing food in your daily diet. Lorna actually gave us a little talk last week at work about how to, or at the start of the year rather, about how to kind of boost health using natural remedies. And it was one of the most inspiring things I think we've encountered Absolutely. in our job in a long time. It gave us such a pep in our step at the start of the year. Um, and kind of from one day to the next, we started just thinking in a much more holistic way about what we were cooking with. So even this morning when I was leaving, I looked and I was like, oh, I've got cardamom pods there. I'll put that in something later because Lorna said they have medicinal properties. Yeah. So <laughs> we're going to hear a little bit about Lorna at this kind of rough time of year where I think everybody's at their lowest ebb, like finding it hard to shake off the common cold, maybe feeling a bit moody blue um, generally just feeling sluggish, broke, tired, miserable. Lorna, fix us. What can <laughs> we do? <laughs> Well, I love that you just mentioned cardamom because okay. that's actually one of my favorite spices. Yeah. Um, and there's a really long history of use. Uh, you know, it's it's been moved around the world for, for ages. So obviously it's, it's made it west, but it came from a little further east originally. And in one of the traditional healing cultures, um, it's called Unani Tib Medicine, they would place it in a special category of herbs called exhilarants. And these are herbs that are able to... Um, lift up the vital center so it uplifts the heart and it uplifts the mind. Oh, wow. So it's exhilarating. Okay. Wow. Yeah, okay. so it's one of my favorites. Cardinal. That was a really good nice fistful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Delicious. I'm so uplifted. Yeah. Really I suppose for myself, I've been um, raised as a skeptic. Yeah. Um, what's kind of often super essential for me is that things taste good because I'm a bit of a hedonist and I you know, really need things to be really nice all the time. Yeah. You know, I'm rubbish And sometimes like that. there's like almost a disconnect. Like people recommend things that taste 
rubbish but yeah. you know they're good for you or that are totally delicious well and there is a bit of, of that yeah in herbal medicine i mean sure. there's definitely going to be some times where the thing that you need really doesn't taste that great and so you learn as a herbalist how to mask that yeah. and how to okay. blend and formulate in a way that you can still get that thing down um, yeah. down somebody without you know what, coming right back up. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> or then going, I just, like, they'll take it a couple of times. Yeah, and then not, I'm not feeling anymore. this anymore. It's just, it's a bit miserable. I wonder, could you tell us as well about the evolution of both animals and plants, how they come alongside each other, and why some things taste the way they do? Yeah, okay. This is stuff that we got into at the Fumbly a bit. Exactly, yeah. We were talking, yeah. Um, so the concept is that one of the reasons plants and herbal medicine is so effective on humans is because we co-evolved alongside them. Mm. So over all those eons and eons, um, we only survived because we were able to, you know, work with what was around us. Um, and there was also, it wasn't simply that we were being predatory on plants. There was a very mutualistic thing happening. You know, we obviously have cultivated plants for a long time, too, and, you know, moved them around, and we're a dispersal system for their seeds. And so there's there's an exchange, yeah. a relationship going on there. Um, but we definitely utilize those plants for our health, for our nutrition, um, and when it comes to flavor, like you were bringing up, flavor is something that is uh, obviously important to us. Like you were saying, you know, you want it to taste good. You want to enjoy that experience. Um, but there's a, a kind of a larger question about why did these flavors evolve? Why is there that um, ability for us to sense something? And there's a lot of research going into the fact that this might actually um, be crucial to our evolution, our ability to recognize when something's healthy for us um, and recognize when something might be harmful. So those bitter flavors, like I just mentioned, those can indicate uh, the presence of a strong drug, which could be positive, like berberine, mm. but could also <clears throat> be dangerous in very large quantities, like atropine. So being able to recognize that bitter flavor sends up a warning flag. So it's like a safety mechanism. Um, and then when something is very sweet, that's something that's very building. And so usually humans had to make sure they had enough food around. You know, it wasn't the same way as we have today where there's a Tesco down the street and you can just eat and eat and eat and eat and eat. Um, and so that taste of sweet let us know that there was carbs in there and then that was building, that was energy, which was very important. You know, so there's definite triggers um, that these flavors will do that will let us know what we need. And it's mm -hmm. not always flavor. Sometimes it's visually. So yeah. if we see a lot of purples or a lot of reds, those are indicative of flavonoids and things that are antioxidant. So you ask yourself, you know, when you look at your plate, is the rainbow here yeah. for clues if Amazing. you're going to be getting all of those anti-inflammatories? I, I know from childhood being in love with David Attenborough and watching all that stuff that uh, one of the reasons that we have such good colour vision and we have particularly good colour vision for the animal kingdom that uh, it's to do with kind of discerning the plants that we're eating and finding out when something is at a perfect ripeness yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. and so if fruits are you know they're high sugar and then that's yeah. so high energy at that time but then something which is a certain colour kind of warns you to stay away from it and, and that's why it's so fascinating to speak to Lorna and to understand that we are programmed like we have these instincts that tell us what's good for us and we've kind of been deprogrammed by modern medicine in a way which I'm not dissing at all and I'm sure you agree that or well I don't know but I <laughs> some people would agree that you know like sometimes you need 
conventional medicine and then sometimes they complementary and medicine. They, they obviously work the best together. Yeah, you know, for it's, sure. It's great when we can utilize them. Yes, yeah, I didn't mean to put words yeah, here no, right there fine. at all, but I think <laughs> you've mentioned that before. Um, but, you know, that all this knowledge and all these instincts are kind of built into us and we just need to start trusting that a little bit again and maybe reaching for natural remedies as a first port of call when we're not feeling great um, and try that out. For sure. Yeah. And, you know, it's it's one of those things where the more you know, the more empowered you are, yeah. you know, the less you might be reliant on running to a doctor and the sooner you can take action. Yeah. Um, with most uh, ailments, the quicker you can react and do something about it, the more likely you are to stave it off yeah. um, and not have it reach an extreme place. And yeah. so I just think it's really important that we empower people and make them realize what's in their kitchen cabinets, mm-hmm. what's growing in their backyard, what's growing down the street. Um, and how helpful those things can be, because obviously our healthcare systems are quite straining. Flawed. Yeah, you know they're like they're breaking, right? Skewed, they're, flawed. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're just not able to yeah. to keep up. And the problem is, is that we disempowered people. Yeah. And so really, that future of healthcare mm. is self care. Yeah. You know, and then obviously when you know your arm gets ripped off in an accident, let's please get that sewn back on at the yeah. hospital. So ginger, right? On <laughs> yeah. Straight on. <laughs> Just pick a piece of plant. Nice be fine. drying. Just make a yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I suppose on that subject, let's talk totally practically. Somebody's at home right now and they haven't been really able to shake the sniffles or a bit of a head cold or whatever. Mm. And they want to make a curry this evening. What should they be loading mm-hmm. that curry up with in terms of stuff they probably have in their cabinet or that they can get in the supermarket? Or a Chinese market or whatever, you know, just like something relatively easy to put together. What would you be putting in there for boosting kind of health? Well, I mean, I think there's a few different pieces to it. Mm. So if someone has the sniffles and they're run down, I mean, the answer is going to be in using some herbs, Mm -hmm. but it's also going to be in getting rest and not making your body work too hard. Mm -hmm. So with any kind of food that you're intaking, you want it to be easily digested as well. So it's something where I usually tend to steer people more towards brothy things um, when they're feeling ill, and you can Mm -hmm. definitely load those up with spices. I mean, you can cook all manner of herbs and spices into a a broth or a soup. Um, But definitely like a curry, if you're going to have anything spicy, that's going to help. You you were saying the sniffles, so if Mm. someone's got, you know, congestion, sinus congestion, that'll definitely be a good one. And then ginger, you know, is always a great one to turn to because it – it really ups the immune system. It actually like kind of gives it a little bit of a kick, and it helps raise the temperature a little bit of the body, which is one of our mechanisms for fighting off pathogens, um, is to raise that temperature. Um, it's also an anti-inflammatory, so it can help with aches and pains, and sometimes that's okay. wrapped up. I mean, ginger is kind of amazing, yeah. isn't it? And it tastes good, and it's very readily available. That's why you can I find like it this anyway. one, because yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it tastes good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you can kind of put it into anything like yeah absolutely all no. the savories and lots so, of the sweets so well. we did our workshop with Lorna on our first day back to work mm. um, and then the following day I just made a giant bone broth and was selling mm. that for like three euro a cup and it was just it's loads of chicken bones and it was I just loaded it with um, like loads of black pepper because usually the black pepper is like a catalyst which makes the other things work <laughs> much better as well and I thought that was fabulous and I was just going through all these things and I just like got a massive knob and you just like slice 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 and then just infuse the whole thing and then when we were all drinking it it was just like I don't want to sell it yeah <laughs> this <laughs> should be for us health. yeah yeah so and ginger cardamom you've mentioned um turmeric you've mentioned is very effective it's a great anti-inflammatory yeah. and part of that is something you just see that bright color that yeah. bright orangey color those are those flavonoids those antioxidants um but highly anti-inflammatory um and really good for pain okay. um 
You know, when you cook with turmeric, uh, any dish you use has this kind of orangey mm-hmm. stickiness to it that's impossible yeah. to get Spoons off. Spoons are Yeah, ruined. your clothes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so those are those, they're resinous. They're these okay. resins, really. Um, and resins tend to be really great for pain. So myrrh and frankincense would be other resins, dragon blood. Like, these would be other resins that we would utilize that's for... That's the only time I've heard that outside blood? of the nativity. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Use that yeah. for aches and pains, so we make a oh, lot of topical okay. preparations with those resins, okay. um, salves and and oils and liniments to rub in if you've got like a arthritic elbow mm. or a sprained elbow. Mm. Um, so turmeric also has that quality to it, those resins, um, and it helps you know move the blood. Yeah, um, also has a bitter quality, so it's stimulating to digestive secretions. Um, a really great all around. I mean, I think I was mentioning at the fumbly, but. Most of these herbs that are in our kitchen made it there because they were so highly effective for yeah. so many different conditions. I mean, you look at clove. Clove obviously tastes good, but it's extremely anti-inflammatory. I'm sorry, antimicrobial, so you can use it to fight all kinds of infection. And it's incredible for pain. I mean, we use it for tooth pain. You know, it's... it's Oil of cloves, of course. Somebody, you know, but somebody recommended... I had loads of dental problems last year, and somebody was like, bite a clove. And I was like... Yeah. <laughs> that sounds so sore. It was. <laughs> <laughs> but I did it. Yeah, I mean, what you could also do is you could take some cloves, you could grind them up, put them in a jar, pour a little bit of alcohol over them, let oh. it sit for a couple weeks, give it a shake every day, and strain that out, and that's a tincture of clove. Oh, that would have been and so much better. And you just take a Q-tip, dip it in there, and just stick Straight the Q-tip on. where you need... Okay. okay. The help. Rather than <laughs> I was just like biting, biting on it, yeah, really damaged. Well, I mean, you can do that too. Yeah, know, you can well, do that's that, that too. That kind of like, um, <laughs> kind of uh, like kitchen culture. It's like it'll be fine. Just yeah, bite a clove. Yeah, it'll yeah, be yeah. fine. Just yeah. like seal it on the hot top. Yeah, <laughs> be, be a man. Be a man. Be bite a man. the clove. Be a chef, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and what about let's say so we've kind of looked at physical health a little bit and fighting my, mild infections and boosting immunity and so on. What if people are feeling a bit? February-ish. Seasonal effective disorder. mm, Seasonal effective, a bit Mm. down, a bit like, man, is this winter ever going to end? Yeah. That's how I feel sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. What what would you recommend to people, whether it's in terms of something you can cook with or something you can pick up at the herbal, uh, sorry, at a... Well, one of the, I think there's a couple things going on at this time of year. You know, towards the end of winter, we've Mm. been, because it's cold, we've been inside, so we're being deprived of the light, you know, Mm. of sun, and we're also not moving as much. Um, And so, you know, as a herbalist, I obviously rely on on herbal medicine, but as a holistic health practitioner, yeah. you know, we have to look at all of those pieces. So trying to encourage people to get a little bit of movement and to simulate warmth, even if it means, you know, taking a sauna when you can. Ooh, um, sauna. Of course. You know, or, you know, making sure that you have cozy things for yourself when yeah. you're at home, like hot water bottles are incredible. And, mm. you know, lighting candles and getting those little glows of, of warmth and light. Um, that can be really helpful. And in terms of herbal medicine, uh, there's a few that are kind of classics that we would turn to uh, for SAD, for seasonal affective disorder. One would be lemon balm. Okay. Um, it's Lovely. got a very kind of sunshiny, uplifting, and as partly as that lemony, all yeah. those citruses are yeah. very uplifting. So orange. Which come into season one. in winter. Yeah, which is. Weird. So more so symmetry in the world, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and it's kind of a traditional gift to give too uh, around Christmas time is yeah. to give oranges and yeah. You know, so even just taking orange and peeling it and those orange oil just like kind of spritzing your face, yeah. yeah. You know, is incredible. I love that. Yeah. Um, and every time you eat an orange, just save those peels and dry them out, and you know, then you can put them into tea blends. Uh, you can make orange brandy, which is. That's delicious. Yeah. That sounds gorgeous. <laughs> so are we just, what are we doing? We're You're taking the peel. the peel yeah. in brandy. And, yep, taking the peel and 
grinding it up, powdering it up. Anytime you um, want to make a, a stronger medicine, the more surface area you would expose, mm -hmm. you know, the, the better that infusion is going to be. You have more contact area between the, the menstruum pulling um, the herb you're trying to extract and then pour brandy over it. And again, mm. let it sit a couple weeks, shake it every day, yeah. press it out. It's really nice. Great. Okay, so, so there's your Moody remedy. Blues, drink brandy. <laughs> drink brandy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm into it. Orange get get yeah. into a cozy thing, get a hot yeah. water bottle, light a candle, mm. and drink yeah. some brandy. And one that of the other like great very... Very, um, like that Danish kuge <clears throat> thing. Kuge. Do you know this word? <laughs> no. Oh. Oh, I'm yes, I do. The Danish cozy right. cuddle. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. being happy with what you have and being in a beautiful blanket. Oh, but they just <laughs> do winter very well, I suppose. You know, that's that's their, they, in the yeah. eternal darkness, you have to figure out... How to survive. How to survive. And yeah. I suppose that's exactly what we're talking about. It's like, yeah. be good to yourself and mm -hmm. eat yeah. good food. And, it's, a, yeah. it's actually so it's really stuff. obvious stuff, isn't it? Uh, yes. But yeah. Yeah. sometimes you have to be See, reminded of the obvious stuff. herbalism is all about common sense. Yeah. I think there can be a lot of you know, talk about maybe it being, you know, very mystical and magical, mm. and I'm sure it's those things to a lot of people, but fundamentally, it's just getting back to our basics and just remembering what we know, our connections, what yeah. we know. Great. Yeah, yeah. It, that's, it's so true. Um, after our workshop uh, in January, you and I, uh, that we had together, um, I messaged my friends and said that your workshop was all about science meets common sense. It was really yeah. nice. Yeah. That's yeah. yeah that's the pleasing herbalism. thing. Yeah. Practical herbalism. That's so uh, I suppose a final practical question: um, If people want to get a little more into herbal healing or holistic healing, can you recommend anywhere in Dublin that they should check out? Because you're sort of visiting at the moment, aren't you? You're not. Yeah, I, I travel back and forth. Yeah. So um, I spend about half my time here and okay. the other half the time in Atlanta. Um, we actually, so I work with this project, the Dublin Herb Bike, and it's a mobile clinic, and we work with the homeless um, or just other people who don't have good access yeah. to care, let alone herbal care. Yeah. Um, and so we reg run regular programs where we're trying to, you know, help people realize the medicines that are growing around them. So we do plant rambles, and we also do pay it forward medicine making workshops, which are at the Fumbly. Yeah. Um, and we've got one of those coming up in May, so it's you know a few months. Mm. away but it'll be an all-day workshop where we make gobs of medicine well, obviously okay. you know talking about the ingredients and those different preparations learning how to make tinctures uh you know how to make salves how to make fire cider all those things uh, and then the medicines we make get donated to the clinic and given to the people who need it Maybe. so it's a really okay. lovely service yeah, project yeah, yeah. um there are a few teachers that are here around town um vilma uh, teaches things up at St. Anne's. There's a wonderful herbal garden in St. Anne's called the Physic Garden. This is in Rohini, gorgeous. in St. Anne's Park. Yeah, in St. Oh, Anne's wow. Park. Okay, and cool. it's a beautiful walled yeah. garden. And they have different herbalists there on different um, Saturdays throughout okay. the month uh, who will give you little tours. And they've done a really great job of labeling things so you can really see um, you know, what's what. Okay. Um, so I'd imagine the St. John's website probably has lots of information about that. They have, well, they have their own website, the St. Anne's Visit Garden. Okay, okay. Um, perfect. And so that's a project of the IRH, which is the Irish Register of Herbalists. Okay. Um, and uh, Vilma, the woman I mentioned earlier, she's a member of that as well. And she teaches some classes um, at, there's like a big red... Barney Stabley kind the of red building stables there. Is there we go. Called, That's yeah. what yeah. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> she teaches some classes there? there. The Red Stables is St. Anne's also. St. Anne's oh, Park. It's over on the Clontarf okay. side. It's over. So St. Anne's is where it's at. It's like one side. Things herbalism. happening yeah, there. Yep. Yes. <laughs> and the fumbling. No. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> cool. Um, okay. And another woman, Maggie. I mean, I think probably the best place to look and tap in would be through IRH. Yeah. Um, they also do a wonderful herb patch program. And this is where they've been installing little herbal gardens in schools all over Ireland. And they've Amazing. installed, like, 
well over 100 at this wow. point. So they're kind of teaching kids young yeah. how to yes. touch and smell and taste yeah. and, and recognize, you know, these recognize these and become these familiar with them. And so you're not mm-hmm. like me, maybe, where you're where 28 and being like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Lorna, thank, thank you, so you so much for coming in. That was really, that was really, really interesting as well. Yeah. I think we will all take a lot away from it and I hope that people listening in will start lashing loads of ginger and turmeric into all their food. Yeah. No matter what it is. Yeah. Go for it. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Thanks again. again. Thank you for listening into this episode of With Relish. We would like to thank all our guests for taking time out to come on with us. As mentioned at the beginning of the show, we are a fortnightly podcast, so make sure to check out headstuff.org for our next show. You can download the show on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn and all the usuals. If you like what you've heard, please let us know by writing us a review or following our Twitter page at WithRelishPod. HPN, the Headstuff Podcast Network. See headstuff.org for more details.